0: Welcome back to Caffeine Confessionals. We are here to talk about the challenge, Battle for a New Champion, Episode 2. I'm Alan Aguirre. I'm joined by my lovely Southern co-host, Luke Muncie.
1: What's up, guys?
0: And we are finally rejoined by our lovely Vermontian co-host, Zoe Trimboli.
2: Hi, everyone.
0: So we, we talked about the premiere last week. Zoe, how are you feeling about this season so far?
2: I'm excited for a fresh bunch of faces the title itself i can't get through in one one attempt but um i think it's nice to see that we have a cast that can't coast in general
0: it's just a lot of chaos in general it's, it's really fun cuz like people they want to make a name for themselves but they don't really have all the the steps and all the mm-hmm. ability to and it's like it's like watching a bunch of horses learn to run
2: It kind of reminds me of, like, the OG days of the challenge in in general, just because, like, they have no idea what they're getting themselves into. Like, we do obviously have some returning faces with some experience, but there's just too many unpredictable personalities for them to have, like, a clear pick plan.
0: Fully agree. Luke, what are your thoughts right
1: now? Still feeling good. I agree with Zoe. Like, it is nice to see some fresh faces, but also no rookies, because these are people we have met before, so a chance to get to know them is always welcomed in my book.
0: There is a fun element to where nobody here is completely clueless of what they're walking into, Uh, but at the same time, there's a lot of people who don't know how to do certain things, because they've never been in certain positions.
1: Yeah, I feel bad for all the international people that like have just been on their international versions because they really have walked into something that they're not accustomed to even Kyland, because he's just from the USA version. He knows no one aside from like networking outside the show. But yeah, it's I'm enjoying it so far.
2: I'm excited to see who emerges as the alphas. Yeah.
0: It's fascinating because I think the international players are at such a disadvantage. But I will say the international men on this cast, at least, they are far more charismatic and just and interesting than our American men. Like, not all of the international men are great, but like I would say Kieran and Callum are like real standouts at Huey, like however you feel about him. He's a very charismatic personality. And you look at the American men and they're just all so dull and boring.
2: I think it kind of reflects like the difference between international reality TV and United States reality TV. Especially like when you think about the shows a lot of these U.S. men have come from. Like Survivor is a very different game than some of these U.K. reality shows we're getting guys from.
1: Yeah. And people like Chauncey have never been on TV. And last season when he was, he showed us nothing. (laughs) I mean, Ed, the circle, but like he was on there with his mom. I just, I agree. The international men are bringing it.
0: All right. All right. Let's talk about let's talk about the fun. Let's talk about the like the you know the fun in the house, the hookups, the partying. And we saw a big showman developing this episode with Kylan and Melissa. Who wants to jump into that?
2: Melissa's just always looking for somebody to protect her. I don't like. I just have a hard time believing she's ever that interested in the people that she's pursuing. Like, good for her. I love it. I'm glad she's having a good time. It's like, but it seems like like a wild bomb's weekend like she's not here for a long time she's here for a good time
1: yeah she's like i just need to escape from the game and then you have kyle and, like fangirling i just watched total madness and i yada yada yada
2: yeah very and the most like introverted cerebral person like this is not your escape from the game he is always in the game
1: right
0: is there anything messy going on to this like did melissa did did, did melissa have
1: someone at home i
0: i I got to
1: ask people. People had said that, but like, I've never seen factual proof. And this is someone who is on Twitter often. So maybe she did not just miss it. But I think that was I mean, it might be true, but all I've seen is
3: speculation.
2: Yeah, I'm curious. I feel like if she did. I mean, maybe she's a total sociopath or whatever, but like she probably was like, I'm going on. I'm going to go make some TV. So like if you want to hang out with me when I get back, that's cool. If not,
3: that's
0: cool, too, yeah, the British reality stars too, as a whole, do kind of have like this like handshake agreement with their other like they at home couples like, "Oh, I'm going to make t v that's my t v relationship uh Gabby had her whole thing with Fessy with a boyfriend at home, and I think he you know he films adult content for a living, and like they they seem like they were in a loving relationship, but like they go on this show, they compartmentalize it, and then they go off the show, and it's no longer a thing,
1: right. And and I feel like maybe that's Melissa. And maybe she did have someone at home and she got there and she's like, I don't care that much about this. I'm going to have fun. And like Zoe said, make a TV.
3: They later in the night, they go to a club together where Kylan
0: doesn't kiss her despite the crowd egging him on. He's uncomfortable with PDA. She takes great offense to this because like I'm hot as hell. Every guy wants to kiss me. Obviously, I'm Melissa. And I was like, why won't you kiss me? And it was a whole mess of a thing that led to another conversation.
1: I, I get it. And he explained later that, like, you know, I have autism. This means that I can't ration things. However, and I do not want this to come across offensive at all. She made it pretty clear. I want to kiss you. Kiss me. And it just was one of those moments where I cringed a little bit and wanted to look away. It was bad.
2: Cringed a little bit.
1: A
3: lot.
2: <laughs> like that was that was hard to watch I think he just froze and I like as someone that sometimes when I get put on the spot I will just com- be completely deer in the headlights I empathized with that but oh my god I felt so tense for both of them and for everyone watching
1: the faces Kieran specifically was just like oh not good and I know that people are going to say well Kylan you hooked up On the Big Brother live feeds, I feel like that's different because once you're in the Big Brother house, not like I've been in there, but I'm assuming you kind of forget they're there. And at night, you're not so cognizant that your every move is being filmed. So, yeah,
2: it's way different than a whole group of people cheering you on and chanting kiss, 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 kiss. Like, I also just don't think he was drunk enough. Like, I think if he needed a little bit like more alcohol in his system to let his guard down in that way, I don't think he enjoys being the center of attention like that.
3: Yeah,
0: and even even those Big Brother hookups, they're like always under the sheets from like a camera, 80 feet away. This was everyone, eyes on him, lights. That's a lot to deal with. And I just, also, I just want to say this as like a side note. I'm so over the fake clubs. I hate them so much that they build just for them. It just doesn't seem fun. I don't feel like the, mu- I don't feel like, the, I don't even know if they're actually listening to music or if it's good music at all, like what's going on there. I liked it when they went to a real club a real bar, and mixed it up with just, you see, like, random locals in the area. That looks like fun. That looks like a night out. Whatever this is just doesn't look fun. I want a world where Johnny Bananas can get punched by a random Czech person. That's, that's the parties I want to see.
1: Yeah, but I guess it's too much of a liability. We know how reality TV is turning. And I do think it is a real club, but it's one they've run it out for the night. And, like, it, it. I'm with you. It's not the same.
2: Where are they right now? Croatia. Yeah. I, and they also, with the COVID protocols, I'm wondering too, if just they can't be taking them out into the general public because then we saw what happened with the last couple seasons when one person gets COVID creates this huge clusterfuck, like, yeah, but I agree. It, there is something like nice and, I don't know, it's nostalgic and also I think that like piece of authenticity that we love from what we remember about the real world and stuff. So just like them interacting with everyday people and having to deal with whatever may come with that is it's more fun. Just more fun. The
3: the little club
0: though may have actually added to the awkwardness of it all because it is just challengers it just does get silent and it it is kind of like them being put in a microwave where it's just they're trapped there and everyone's staring um eventually they make up they have a conversation about what the hell they are uh and then we see them cuddling you know in the bedroom together and i've got to say every like this is the same house from the challenge usa i crack up at that bedroom every single time because it's like not even like 20 feet wide and four people are sleeping in there. And these are people in like there's some of these people are in their mid thirties at this point. Like college bedrooms aren't even like that small. It's and they have four people in a room.
1: Yeah. Well, and even so, Highland was talking for hours upon hours about the game. And then finally Melissa was like, I'm tired. This is done for me. And then they kissed.
3: Woo-hoo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How you feeling about, but how are you feeling about them as a couple in the game? Could be
1: fun. Like, could, could I, I don't know. I We saw Kylan on the Challenge USA, and I feel like he was really dominant. And we talked about, like, he got a little too cocky, and that was his demise. I feel like Melissa could keep him level-headed. I don't believe that, even when I say it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I feel right now.
2: I think it has zero chance to be anything outside of something in this one season of the Challenge. I'm yeah. fine with it. I think that it's just for fun. I don't I see do... a soulmate connection there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do think there is something of having like someone as chaotic as Melissa. for Kylan will keep him more balanced. It's like when you have someone that's a little bit more messier than you, it keeps you on your game and keeps you clean a bit. I mean, sometimes you just end up being two crazy people together, but I feel like they could balance out in a way. Yeah, In the show,
1: in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. Speaking of chaotic couples, I do want Zoe's take on this because we didn't get to hear it last week, and we saw a brief shot of it today. Uh, Michelle and Callum, thoughts on that?
2: I mean, they're a beautiful pair. Like, very, very attractive. I just love Michelle. Just that she just does whatever the fuck she wants, or whoever the fuck she wants. And... I I love that she's not scared to just go for it. I think that we've seen too many people come onto the show and like overthink an attraction to someone or overthink like what everyone's going to think about. And I think she was just like, oh, I'm in a house full of like rookies. Essentially, that guy's hot. This will be fun. And I I love it.
1: I loved when He said,
3: I have self-control. And she said, well, I don't. (laughs) It's like the most Michelle thing. Absolutely. Do we have any other hookups right now? Or are we just kind of waiting for them to arise?
2: Um, James and Huey.
1: Yeah, we had some. Yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> we had some friendship love with Olivia and Huey. I thought that was really strange. Like two yeah. people I thought had nothing in common except for lip injections. But yet here they are.
2: Small town stuff, you know. Right. It we was did- interesting. Getting a little bit of Huey's background in that way, which I did enjoy.
1: Yeah, because I see him as just a caricature. So to get some background is helpful for me to maybe empathize with him. Yeah. We
0: did see something uh, hinted at by Raven where she's like, oh, uh, Kieran is really into me. I don't know if I'm like necessarily he's my type. But game wise, I think he's a very strong player. And so I think there's a showman thing going on there, even though they didn't hook up. She's giving you information. And that could be a thing as well, though. Like, we're going to talk more about Raven in this episode. Yeah. She's a mess. But she's also, like, playing the game. Not maybe the best game, but she's playing a game for herself.
2: Certainly is.
0: I love politicking. It's just one of my favorite things. Uh, And I want to backtrack on that Michelle Callum thing real quick, just because... I, I just think the social media has been very funny, of like people being like, "Ew, why would she go for Callum? This guy is like, There are they're two different people. People who know who think Callum's hot and people who think he's like gross." And I'm just like, this guy is so obviously charismatic. Like this guy's. I I think I think he's very attractive. Yeah.
2: So I have not been on social media because I was like out of the country, didn't have Wi-Fi for a week. But so is he like like a dirtbag, gross, like. Like, a fuckboy? Or people just think he's ugly?
1: Okay, so last week on the episode, uh, he admits that... He tells Michelle he doesn't have a girlfriend. And then he immediately Skypes her and says he loves her and wants to go home to her. And yeah, so it's going to end in chaos and disaster. Zoe wasn't in the country last week, folks. She's not ignoring the show. She just didn't get to watch it.
2: I was out of the country and then I got COVID. So, like, bear with me here.
1: It's It's... <laughs> it was... Pretty on par for what you'd expect. So people are are reaming him out. And even Michelle has been like, oh, it's going to end in disaster. Spoiler. Uh, But makes for good TV.
0: Also, the face tattoos are a lot for people to take in just as a whole. Like some people just can't deal with it. But I'm like, yeah, this guy is just very clearly like charming. This guy, like I get it.
2: I think also when you just go into it and like, I don't think she's looking at Cal being like, that's my husband. Right. (laughs) She's just trying to have a good time. Like there are plenty of dudes or whoever that I would make out with that. I would be like, I would never date you. And that's essentially what's going on here.
1: Yeah. Although he said he was like, you know, how dare you? I would have never cheated, but you brought in Michelle. Who's one of one. He thinks that she is like the end all be all. So it's it's going to be chaotic and I'm I'm seated for it.
2: I love that for her.
0: It's it's a quite lovely mess and uh, a not lovely mess was the daily challenge which we're going to talk about right now. Uh, Zoe, do you want to break it down for us?
2: Honestly, I was a little confused when TJ first explained it, but I think I understand. So they basically, there's two ropes, and they have the opportunity to make two human ladders. Uh, And the objective is there are 23 balls with each of their names on them, and they have to get up these human ladders that they have to create themselves and put them into a chute. Uh, The trick with that is that they can only, only the person whose name is on the ball can put it down the chute. And as soon as TJ was explaining this and said they only had 23 minutes, I was like these kids are fucked. <laughs> I
1: that's this is my issue with last episode and this episode. I get having a time constraint. That is such a fine time like I 23 of them couldn't climb a ladder in a minute each. It would be impossible. It's almost it's it's not almost, it's like they are really not wanting them to raise that prize pot.
2: I mean, and that tracks.
3: Right.
2: I think they'll save, like, the challenge they can actually complete for when it's, like, sponsored by Burger King.
1: Right. We'll add three Whoppers to your prize pot.
2: Everybody gets a crown.
1: Right. (laughs) It was just bad. And, like, we get this chaotic situation beforehand where, like, they can't work together as a team. Well, duh – You've got There's 23 people. Yeah, you've got 23 people who are in it for their sole motivation now having to be like, hey, what's our strategy to do something impossible? Of course, it's going to be chaotic. The,
2: the name of the season is Battle for a New Champion. This, The whole idea of this coming in was not camaraderie and teamwork. I understand that that's a box that they're going to have to check to get more money in their bank account at the end, but like... This is a challenge I honestly would have loved to see like a vets versus rookies, because I would have loved to see how the how a group of vets would have tackled this challenge together. yeah, I think they would have been, they would have smoked them, truly yeah.
1: And I just feel like if they're going to be stingy with the money, they should have kept it, which we know that it's not going to stay this big team forever, but they could have started from the jump individual and had individual individual accounts where if people get eliminated. They're not responsible for paying them that money. Like it's the guys are like, Hey, you're winning money. And then as soon as they're gone, whatever, it's forgotten about. This is just like two weeks in a row of barely getting anything.
3: Don't love it.
2: I was hoping when they were planning it out that someone would have had the rationality to say, we're not going to get every single ball in. So let's come up with a strategy to get the most impossible. And they should have just put their strongest dudes on one ladder and sent everybody else up and then if you can get the guys that are still hooked in up somehow great but like they could have gotten how many people were on the ladder around 10
1: yeah 10 11 12 yeah
2: so they could have say at least gotten like 10 balls instead of three right if melissa didn't hold that person up five minutes
0: the pre-challenge prep of this is almost more interesting than the challenge itself, because there is the strategic element of, like, I don't want to speak up because if we F up, they're going to put me in because I, I came up with a plan, as we saw, like, what almost happened with Kieran last week. And then there's also, like, the idea of, like, okay, even if I have a good idea, I'm still not going to speak up. And then you have people speaking up to make a name for themselves, and it just leads to chaos. And, yeah, it, there's only going to be one champion, and people are playing the games from all different angles, some good ones, some bad ones. And I just get annoyed when people get a, get
1: a coast completely. And I'm sorry, this has happened the past two weeks. Verna has not been listened to. She really does have a skill set that might have fared well for this, uh, but they just were like, you know what, keep that glitter in your teeth and be quiet.
2: I just don't know how, when you're strategizing, you don't think Healy should be the anchor. <laughs> right. Like, that, it's really optimistic that they thought they were going to get everybody up that thing. So, like, just make the people you know who don't have a chance and could propel some people up at least. Like, right. Horacio being at the bottom was useless of his skills, too.
1: Right. Well, and factor in they have to swim out to get the balls. There was no chance that they were going to get half of them. It just is bad planning. And I know they have testers for the challenge. I can't imagine the challenge testers did it in 23 minutes.
2: I, I have to I have to see like an elite group do this so I have something to compare it to because yeah. like they were also really bad I think there is a there is a timeline where at least ten to twelve people get it done but yeah. I'd be I think
1: bad. the U S team on World of Worlds two could have rocked it out but that yeah. might be yeah like you, the greatest team ever like assembled yeah.
0: <laughs> um, really? the Olivia almost had to get another nose surgery just because like I mean James' entire body was on her the way they were setting up the people up the ladder was so crazy i I don't know and like I know Olivia's strong she's she's very strong but in what world can she you know you're it's having so a 250 pa- yeah a 250 pound man on her shoulders and then more people are climbing up her shoulders time and time again it was this this daily challenge was a mess just in every part of it
2: yeah. If you want to have her be like the first girl after all the guys, that's fine. Because then theoretically there's only girls climbing on her. But like, what?
1: Right. It made no sense. And something else I don't like about this daily challenge. There was no standout. Like the thing that stood out most. So we already said, but it's Melissa not getting that last ball. But what's two thousand dollars after being taxed if only one person can win it?
2: Yeah, it was just it was abysmal performances that were highlighted. Yeah. Although, and like, I for a second I was thinking I was like, oh, Michelle like swam on the balls, and it ended up being one of the people that went up. But I was like, oh no, they were just waiting in the water for so long that that could have been anybody.
1: Right. And then TJ being like, why the long faces? Because in two weeks
3: we've raised six thousand yeah. dollars. <laughs> like what? I hate this daily challenge so much just because, like, I hate that we've lost two
0: daily challenges in a row now. And I'm not saying they should be cupcakes, but if you're trying to build up these new players, having them, like, just straight up lose the first two daily challenges makes them look weak and, like, losers. Like, oh, like, this is a season that doesn't have any champions or anyone worthy of being a champion. Like, make them look strong. That's what Invasion did. Win a daily challenge, win an elimination, put something on your resume, you go to the Oasis. This it's just the opposite. Everyone... It just looks like twenty three losers, yeah,
2: yeah, I would love to see a challenge where like there is no like winning or losing, but like somehow individual efforts could be recognized, like if there's some one way for one person to bank one two five ten thousand dollars, then it like puts a really clear target on some people, whether for performing really well or performing really badly like i I want to see some creative ways to put some
3: money in the bank here. Yeah. Whew.
0: Two people were the standouts in terms of being terrible of the Daily Challenge. Uh, Chauncey, who, I mean, was literally at the top of that, was literally at the top of the ladder, couldn't cling himself, clip himself in, fell <laughs> off the top, almost broke Libya's face again. Uh, I don't know, I, I think it was on the almost broke Mariah's face. Uh, yeah. And then Huey, who just couldn't get up, who just couldn't be lifted up either. Uh, he looked terrified. Uh, they were both really bad.
1: I'm not surprised. Like, Chauncey shouldn't even be on the season. Like, the nice little blip of like, oh, he's doing this for Amber and their baby. Cute, for 30 seconds. And then I'm like, wait. He brought nothing to my screen last season, and there's been some cryptic stuff that she's posted. I don't know. It just no loss, either one of them for me, but when it comes to getting more money, they definitely contributed
3: in nothing, actually.
2: Nothing at all. I feel a little bad for Chauncey because I think he did something that some of the other guys didn't do or get a chance to do, Um, but it was not, it was not a good look to be that close and not be able to clip in. And I think everyone, they're nice to Huey, but they kind of know that he, it is not athletically helpful at all.
3: Yeah.
1: I also think though they see that countdown in the house and TJ's already said when that clock hits whatever the t- like the tides are going to change, they know something's up. So like if the game changes and you get to call out somebody or like the weakest person goes in, you do want to keep Huey around because he's an easy elimination win, at least. But right.
2: like an easy automatic
1: into the elimination.
0: Right. Yeah, this let's transition to this into our game talk because these two are the players who were the targets for th- these were like basically the two people who can go into elimination. And I think Olivia said it, like I th- I don't think Huey's a strong player. I think Chauncey is the weakest player on this cast. Because we saw him all throughout Rider Dies do like nothing. In every daily challenge he was just really not good at anything. He never finished like top five. Uh, he can't swim. He's not the sharpest mentally, and he got outworked by Jordan in that elimination in, in a very size-based game when he had 40 pounds on Jordan. Like it's like, I don't, I don't think, I don't think Chauncey's very good at stuff. Yeah, and like Huey's not great at stuff, but like I saw him win an elimination. I saw him swim really well with Ashley. Like he's not, he's not strong, but I think Chauncey just might be worse.
1: I'm going to disagree just because I think that Huey's pretty bad. I think Huey's elimination win this season that he was on was pretty luck based and props to Amber being his partner, whereas Corey and Michelle just for like an absolute mess who could not get it together. I mean, they were too. Don't get me wrong. But I think you put Huey and Chauncey in any physical elimination and it's a pretty done deal.
2: In a schoolyard pick, Chauncey's always going to get picked before Huey. Like.
0: Yeah. I don't I, know, but, like, I think Chauncey's just really debilitatingly bad at some stuff. Like, he, he literally he cannot swim. He cannot I, do certain things.
2: I also think I get the impression from him, like, he's one of those people that, like, can't think and run at the same time. So, like, all of the challenge is that, right? Like, you're doing, you're trying to do something quickly and also processing while you're doing it. And I don't think he can do that. And Huey can't do a lot physically. But I do think he can think and run at the same time. And yeah. I think it will come out really chaotically, which is more fun to watch. But I, yeah, I'm not trying to pick either of them to be on my team, frankly.
0: Correct. This is, this is really a debate of, like, who, who's really worse? Who's worse? It's not right. a... <laughs> we also began the episode with Chauncey. Like, let's talk about politics and game-wise a conversation between him and Jay. There was an interview last week with uh, Jessica after her elimination where she's saying, like, oh, uh, Chauncey was gunning after Jay. There was this whole thing. And I was just trying to remember, like, what? why would there be beef? And then I remember Jay did a bunch of interviews last season where he said Chauncey was the worst player in the house. Uh, he's not good at any of the daily challenges. He was just kind of dead weight.
1: Yeah, and I hate that we weren't shown that last week because I think it would have tied in more as to why Jessica went in as well because she was kind of caught in the crossfires of those two. I don't know. It's also not smart for Chauncey to have looked at Jay and been like, yeah, I don't trust you. I didn't last week, but maybe this week we can move forward. What? Like, are you stupid?
2: Chauncey, I think on some level, knew he was on the outside of everything. And, like, I think you also – catch a vibe when you realize that like your name is on the tip of people's tongue um i think that his chat during deliberation was one of the funniest things of the entire episode
0: oh god (laughs) bad what do you want to jump into that
2: yes
1: i would love to because i think it ties hand in hand i'll let zoe take it away but i will be chiming in because it was hilarious
2: I mean, Huey does his little speech, right? Like, he acknowledges that people are, they want to call him in, and he just kind of tries to tug at their heartstrings. I think people love Huey, so they were, like, kind of rooting for him to, like, say something that made sense, and that was, like, a decent argument, whatever. And Shanti doesn't say much, but his first thing is to specifically call out James, Oh, Horacio. It was Horacio. And Horacio go, Have I ever done anything against you? Or have I ever done anything to hurt you? And Horacio's like, Well yeah. Like you you said my name when you specifically said you weren't going to say my name.
1: And then Horacio or not Horacio, Chauncey to be like see I knew you were gonna <laughs> say that, so I wanted to get that out of the way first. That it's was like, what
2: uh, adorable that he thought that people would buy that because then he moved on to Michelle and was like Michelle what about you have I ever done anything to you in the game and she's like yep
1: (laughs) and I, I really feel like he thought that because Michelle and Amber are so close that she would not but, like, Amber's not there. Michelle is not playing a game for Amber's baby daddy to win. And he didn't ask Jay specifically, but that opened the floodgates for Jay to jump in.
2: Yeah, Jay just basically backed Michelle because Michelle was like, oh, we won two dailies in a row. You and Amber were the two people we protected. And then you came around and it bit us in the ass. Went the first chance you got. And Jay was like, yeah, absolutely. I agree with everything Michelle just said.
1: And he should have stopped there, but he wanted to cap it off one more time and ask Olivia, which is so stupid because you know Olivia's friends with all those people you just asked. So of course Olivia said, "Yeah, you've done me wrong." He looks so stupid.
2: What an interesting angle to take to try to get people to protect you. I was just expecting him to just like be like, "I know I didn't prove myself, it wasn't a great moment for me, but I uh, I have Won an elimination. I have played almost an entire season. Blah 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 blah. Whatever. Like, tug at the heartstrings. Talk about your baby. Like,
3: right. Just bad.
2: He can't think and run at the same time.
1: And I'm going to backtrack a little bit, but I think this does tie hand in hand back to like the politics and things like this. Really interesting too, because nobody really had his back except for Raven. Like to flash back, we get the girls in the house, and they're they're pretty clearly saying that Chauncey's the weakest. Now he very well may be. They also might want to get him out because he probably could do some physical things in the future, and they know it's just one winner. For Raven to say no, I want to be loyal to him makes no sense. And I think they've hung out in L.A. after last season finished airing, but like, who cares? You've got like a built-in alliance of six girls. Versus one person who's already on the chopping block, it's pretty clear who you should be siding with.
2: Is it because they're both like pariahs, sort of? I Maybe. Or is she just have like a thing for like protecting people who she thinks are like injured little puppies? I don't get it.
0: <laughs> I I just don't think Raven is like meant to have friends or like be one of be a person in a group. She just can't be the chill person in the group. She's gonna have to bring something up. She just. There are just people in this. You you you, how you encounter these people in life, they just can't be chill. And I just don't think Raven has any like. She just can't be one of the group. She has to be at the leader of stuff. She has to be like driving her own car. Like she could be part of this ride or die alliance, go pretty far in the game, just really chill out. But she's like, no, it's not vibing with me. We're we're going with my plan. We're gonna run the we're gonna run the Raven plan. Um, and she really tried to do all that work for Chauncey just for him to put up that performance.
1: Just really bad. Here's what I will say, though. I was pretty impressed that it was not a woman even being discussed to go in because I really felt like the trajectory of this season was going to be the women are weak. The women are weak. And I'm glad that's not what
2: happened. Yeah, thank God. I think the women in this house are smarter. I think that they're um, playing Everyone like puppets to some extent, and I think it's the strong women. I think because there's so many strong women that they're insulated enough that they're going to be able to avoid getting caught in a crossfire for a while.
3: Yeah.
0: And like it does help that there is there aren't really any power guys in the house either. Where they're like you know you think about Dirty Thirty where CT is taking over so many of the votes with just his voice of like oh we got to throw in the weakest woman into elimination. And like that season, it was like until Kayla made her move, it was just the weaker women getting voted in. Like only Jemmy made the big move to put in Kayla and Jenna. Like the men were taking over that vote. The same on Vendettas. And these women are powerful, and there's no vet force who's talking over them. So it's really awesome to see. Um, a little, a little thing that made me laugh in the in the little deliberation moment is a uh, Colleen making fun of Chauncey. Being like, this game is so easy. You just don't have to say anything, and you'll go pretty far. She's like, Raven is talking, and now I have her spot in the alliance with the Rider or die girls. And it's just like, do less, Chauncey. You just got to do less. This was the perfect season to do less for you.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think that's what's going to bite Raven as well. Because even last season, she came in guns a blazing. Johnny, her partner, had already picked Norris. Don't make a big deal out of it. Like, and I know they won the first daily, but, like, didn't they go second or third last season? It, it didn't work well because they were so vocal.
3: Like,
2: They also um, fired shots at Kayla and Sam, you know, so – and that was yeah. bound to come back around.
3: Yeah. And they
0: got thrown in against – I mean, Harassi and Olivia, which was just a buzzsaw. Uh, no. it, it is funny because, like, in another world where they face another team, maybe they win a bunch of eliminations because they were, I think, a strong pair. Uh.
2: Yeah, I, I, yes, physically, mentally, no. They, right. they yes. both seem like people who just completely fold under pressure.
3: She can't even tie her shoes. Ooh, God, that was bad. What else did we got here? Yeah, oh, actually, you know what? For elimination, you mentioned the guy versus girl thing. At the beginning of the
0: episode, I mean, I was expecting it to still be that. It now it it is obviously a U.S. versus U.K. thing, which we talked about kind of at the beginning of the episode. And now that's what it's forming into, where it's the internationals versus the U.S.
1: I think they're trying to push it that way. But, like, at this point, Big T and Melissa are aligned pretty well with Americans. As is – I know that Colleen's not U.K., but, like, she is who they p- pan to. Kieran – was like I know he's i show you, but he was born and raised in the UK, so he's with James. I I don't know. Like I get it. I think they're trying to make it seem that way. I don't think it's like that right
3: now.
2: I think that's what, how they want it to be. I think that the especially the US were like oh like we're all aligned, but we don't want them to know it. And then they just like laid all their cards out on the table kind of during deliberation and the voting leading up to it. So. If that was their plan to like keep it on the DL, it's not the case anymore.
1: Right. Well, like we had Ed's one confessional of the season where he said, you know, my my U.S. counterparts, we're working together. I'm like, what? They? I've not even heard you come up in conversation with anyone. I mean, Jay said his name, but he said like every single person's name in the house. I don't know. It, it would be interesting to see. But also, like, I've already seen World of Worlds, too. So
3: don't really need that.
2: I'm interested to see how it splinters, because it's going to splinter. But I think it won't be the case for a few weeks, because there's still big enough numbers on both sides that they're going to keep picking away at each other as much as they can.
0: It more seems like a U.S. alliance and then just a bunch of people who are outsiders. And I I would say Big T and Melissa aren't even in that group. I think they're just in their own little island. I think, like, Zara's on her own island. Kieran and James are on their own island. And if they can actually unite and become, like, the outsiders if they can unite uh then it becomes a very interesting back and forth season but i don't think it's going to happen because outsiders never unite on this show they just usually pick at each other and right. so one of them is at the bottom
3: we good elimination time yeah okay chauncey makes a deal with the
0: us people in his little powwow type thing saying like all right Even if I get voted into elimination, I promise you I'm not going to call out a U.S. person into elimination, and I'm not going to call out Huey. Uh, When everyone votes him into elimination, he then calls out James.
1: Michelle said this, and I do want to give credit. That was smart because if he came back into the house, he at least has a tie-in to say, hey, I proved myself. Whatever happened last season was a different game. I proved myself. I also want to note that James and Kieran, their strategy flopped as far as the voting goes. But, like, last episode, all the women did vote for Jessica. So they did not know if you could only pick from the people that voted for you. If that would have happened, that would have been really smart for the both of them. It turned out not to be. But I thought it was clever.
0: It was a fun little wrinkle to add into the game, too. Of like, a, like everyone panicking of, like, wait, could I be going into elimination if I vote Chauncey? Could, could this be happening? And that's... It was fun to see, because it was, like, an element of the game of, like, we weren't even expecting, I guess. It's yeah. it's not going to happen, but, yeah. If you watch Final Reckoning, that was a right. twist. A good twist. Yeah. And it would have actually made this entire game from, like, then on be even more interesting. Like, now I kind of wish they did it.
3: Right.
2: Yeah, that was definitely one of the more interesting aspects of Final Reckoning. I kind of was hoping I'd get to see people, like, scrambling and burn voting. But, yeah.
3: James gets called down, Zoe do you want to explain the elimination? Uh, yeah. I don't think I could. I don't get it.
2: It's um like connect four, except you it's connect three, but sometimes four. I'm gonna explain this terribly. okay, so basically you're trying to get three in a row um if and there's three is it four by three grids is that accurate?
0: I think it was three. I think it was three by four, and there were three of them. So I think there was. I think there were thirty-six holes total. I want to say.
2: Yeah. That okay. And so there's uh, rows of four, but they're not perfectly (laughs) lined up. And you're trying to get three in a row. If for some reason you get four in a row, that actually counts as two because you can count like. This is something you have to like. We would have to like show a picture of it because it it's really hard to explain with words at least if you're me right now um but basically you want to get more three consecutive lights in a row and they have to run back and forth and put these lights in this grid and so it's part endurance part running and thinking at the same time um it was an elimination that happened not fun to watch as a viewer
0: Three rounds, and they play the entirety of the three rounds, uh, even if someone is winning after two. Uh, So it is kind of like an endurance-type comp, but it just, like, after the second round, I was like, oh, we're done. And then we're like, oh, we're going for another round again?
2: I was confused about that, too. I thought it was just going to be best of two, or best of three. If you win both rounds, you win. And then, yeah, and then it eventually turned into, like, a group project for Chauncey at the end. Yeah. And it wasn't enough.
0: This is one of the great eliminations of there are no winners. I think both these people came out of this elimination just looking so weak. Um, Chauncey, I mean, he dusted James physically, cardio-wise, but he had no strategy whatsoever, didn't understand the game at all. James actually understood the game, but it turns out he can't run a half mile, so he can't win a final at all, and everyone is looking at him like, you know what,
1: Maybe, maybe we keep James around, actually. Yeah, I was shocked, and the dramatics of, like, having to fall to the ground after pushing pegs through a oh, wall, I just...
2: Laying them gently into holes that right. were carved out for them.
1: Yeah, not good. Um, I, my favorite part of the entire episode, which I know I've talked pretty negatively, I like this episode, but my <laughs> favorite part was after Chauncey lost. Well, two favorite parts. Before he went in, he said, hey, how's the baby? Great way to psych somebody out before they have to go into elimination. But then afterwards he's like, Chauncey, I don't feel bad for you. You get to go home to your kid, because Amber had the baby like two days before Chauncey
3: left for the show.
2: TJ on some level is probably like, what the fuck are you doing here, man? Right. <laughs> right.
3: There's also an awareness to
0: TJ that the only interesting thing about Chauncey is Amber. Like he's a true nepotism baby on. I mean, he's, I, I don't know, not nepotism. I don't know. That's the only reason he's on the show, and it's the right. only reason why he's ever been given a time of day. Because he's obviously not a great competitor. I, it's just, like, it's clear. I actually think, like, I'll say this. I think Huey would have just won this elimination against Chauncey because he would have had the crowd on his side, too, telling him what to do. So, yeah, I... I
2: <laughs> yeah, Yeah.
1: It, he won't be missed.
2: No, he doesn't have a great TV personality. Like, I think you nailed it when you said the most interesting, th- interesting thing about him is Amber. It's fine. It honestly, it feels good that he left because I almost felt bad for him trying to watch him navigate this game politically and socially. It just, it wasn't in the cards for him without having an Amber to carry him along. Like, it's better to put him out of his misery sooner.
1: Well, and it's not even like, this is no hate to Amber, I'm going to clarify, but it's not like Amber is Laurel. Yes, Amber is a champ, and I, I like her. I wasn't a big fan of her win, but like, she's grown on me. But people don't respect Amber for whatever reason. So, like, there's no fear in targeting Chauncey or sending Chauncey home. There just is none.
2: Not at all. I mean, part of it, too, is the way that Amber has responded when people she trusts have voted her in. She's so quick to forgive people. So, (laughs) like, she can't hold a grudge. So what's going to stop people from screwing her over?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we will see Amber again, but never Chauncey, which is fun. And maybe I'm wrong, but
2: that would be good.
0: I, I I just really hope we don't see Chauncey on this show again. He's just not he's just not cut out for it. I don't think he brings anything to the table competitive wise, personality wise. Like he's just not made for reality TV. I'm a, if you like
1: Chauncey, good for you, but I'm just I'm done with it. Yeah. And he's I don't like- want him on with Amber because I feel like he brings her down a little bit.
2: He's a nice enough guy. Like I'd drink a beer with him, but yeah. I don't need to watch him on TV.
1: Right.
0: I I don't need the beer either. I don't I, I don't need. I just I am I'm, I'm closing the book. I, I you know, I'm, I'm 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 over it. He like my life is moving on. Chauncey's not part of it.
2: You're gonna meet him at some challenge event, and you're gonna text us and be like, Chauncey was actually the nicest guy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we had a beer.
3: But yeah, he's like,
0: he bought me a Michelob Ultra. I didn't ask for one, but he bought me one. I don't like it. <laughs> uh, James won this elimination, and I will say, we Luke and I have said a lot of mean things about James. Uh, I didn't hate him this episode, actually. I thought he was, I thought the way he talked about Huey was very nice. I think yeah. he saw a better side to him. Uh, hilariously, though, I think he proved, like, that competitively, he just shouldn't be here.
1: Yeah, it was cool to see his blossoming friendships like that is what we need from people if they're going to be on the show for seasons to come. But we also need them to be able to compete at least a little bit like today. We saw him crush Olivia and then barely skate by an elimination that he got caught into because he had bad strategy to begin with. I don't know.
2: I'm skeptical of anyone that refers to himself as a household name. And maybe he's telling the truth about how it is in the UK. I'll have to ask some of my people over there. I'm doubtful. Anyone that says that, I mean, any of, we have some big names from the challenge that have come from this show in the United States. I don't think CT or even Johnny bananas would refer to themselves as a household name. There is a certain group of people that know who they are. But they are not a household name. No.
1: And James, whose last name evades me, I know that I'm American, but, like, I don't think he's a household name in the UK.
2: How many reality stars in general are household names? It's, like, Snooki, um, Omarosa. Right. Like, you're talking, like, reality TV royalty. Tiffany Pollard, New York. Yeah.
1: Like that might be
0: it. Oh, I was once at a party where I, had to, I basically recited every line of Tiffany New York. It's like you don't know who that is, like type thing. Um, there's there there was a joke in a sitcom once where someone was like, "Oh, Boston Rob," and someone listed out every Survivor season. Like, nope, that's not that's not clicking for me. It I would say even some of the stars on Chan Versus Stars*, I would say oh. majority of them, well, except Matt Rife, who's now somehow like one of the most famous people,
2: TikTok. like
1: on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we can say Snooky. and I think the, that
2: Theo Von is more of a household name than mm-hmm. anybody else. Mike the Miz, like, right. but again, that's a very specific circle. Like, it's not even a household name.
0: Correct. The Miz has his own reality show, Miz and Misses, and I'm not even like I wouldn't confidently say he's a household name. Like, he has
3: his own show and his name in
2: it. Well, and like, yeah, think about the networks. These things are airing. Yeah. Ar- like, we've devolved, but that's my point.
3: Yeah. Preview for next week, do we even remember? Because I don't.
2: I actually, this, the funny thing is, I rewinded it to watch it again, and I'm still struggling to remember things from it.
3: There's like a daily where they're
1: in little cars. That's all I remember.
2: Yeah, I remember uh, hearing, like something felt chaotic and people were yelling at each other, but who knows how much of that was real or editing.
1: Right. Here's what I'll say I like this episode. I felt like we got a lot of the interpersonal relationships and some of it was just funny. Like it doesn't have to be dramatic. It just is like funny to see how they operate. I'm excited for this. What is it? What are we in control chaos? One of the two, I'm excited for whichever one that we're in to end, which it says five days. I don't know how that translates to episodes, but we need to get past this, especially if you're going
3: to keep losing. Real fast. Quick. Who do you want to see go home next anyone James
2: yeah that wouldn't bother me I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of who I'm forgetting which is probably who I'd want to go home just like people that are fading into the background Ed wouldn't bother me
1: Ed's a good choice
0: Ed, Ed was my pick too I'm just I'm I'm over it similar to Chauncey I've, I've closed the book it just I'm done with Ed I just live in your little TikTok space whatever
1: you do like I'm just I'm done all the women are doing it for me. Uh, I, yep. I can't think.
2: Well, I was just going to say, even the women I haven't seen a lot from, I'm like, I want to see more about them.
1: Correct. And I feel like like Colleen, I was a big hater of last season. And even on like our pre-whatever about her, she's already had some good moments for me. And she's being very smart that I'm like, okay, you're proving yourself. This is why the season is going to make sense in the long run. Because otherwise, I would have never thought of her in this light. So the women, if we just had a final... 11 and they're all the women. I'd say great.
2: Self-awareness will take you really far with me. So for her just acknowledging like uh I'm just going to fade into the background and I'm going to ride this wave as long as I can. Like that takes you up so many notches in my book um because yeah. I I really value a self-aware person. It's also part of why reality TV is as chaotic as it is because we don't get a lot of those personalities on reality. Yeah. TV.
1: Yeah, I would be fine I, if a I, went to. Sorry, he's somebody yeah. else I've forgotten about. Need him gone.
2: Yeah,
1: he's see, gotten like even more cornier than ever.
2: Yeah, he doesn't do it at all. He's he's a caricature, and not in like a fun way.
0: Right. He truly does even like look like a caricature, like someone like drew him at a at a at a
1: fair.
2: Well, he's like he's like weird Jordan. Like that's what I see when I look at him.
3: Weird it's, Jordan with new veneers. Yeah. When you said weird Jordan, I'm thinking of weird Barbie now. Mm. And and I'm thinking of an entire world of Jordans,
0: and that's just, like, the worst place I've ever been.
2: Yeah, well, that I would le- be, it, would be, it would be major Mojo Do- Dojo Casa House vibes if it was a world of Jordans. That's not that far off, honestly.
3: Correct. Ooh, any last thoughts? Happy to be back. Me too. <laughs> Glad you're back. Glad to be with
0: both of you. Uh, make sure to subscribe on YouTube, uh, Apple, Spotify, Zoe Trimbo. At, at Zoe at Zo- Trimbo? Yeah,
2: that's me everywhere. At, pretty
0: much. at Final Reckoning for Luke, uh, the I's or L's at the Ellen McGeary here. Um, have
3: a great day, everyone.
2: Yeah. Happy Halloween.
3: Happy Halloween.